Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. It's good to be here. I missed you all last week. I really did. <laughs> but I could, oh yeah, <laughs> you can clap. <laughs> but I could tell you guys were in good hands because I saw the service and Reverend Bonnie was off the chain. <laughs> so good morning, everybody. It's good to see you all. Well, I'm going to speak my gum out before I, I come up here again. Um, I wanted to welcome everybody here and those of you who are watching online, and we have um, also a visitor today. Thank you for coming um, to join us today. And I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid. For those of you who do not know who I am, it's a joy to be here today. I'm going to share our announcements with everybody, and then we'll get started with our service. First of all, I want to thank you all for wearing your mask and doing your social distancing so that we can go ahead and keep each other safe and ourselves as well. And then also, we're going to have a brief fellowship gathering outside in the backyard today after service. Our Monday Zoom house party will continue tomorrow at 1 p.m. I will be back. <laughs> and then our Bible study is on Wednesday at 1 p.m. And the thing I love about Bible study is that we take the scriptures that I use on Sunday and go deeper into them. Got to get this to work. Okay, here we go. Um, and then Wednesday evening, we have meditation service. Come on. Uh, all right. We got meditation service. Now, uh, September is going to be a busy, busy uh, month. You know, you start back to school. <laughs> We're going to be pretty busy. So next week on Wednesday, we are going to have our World Day of Prayer service. 
and that will be at 6.30. So it'll start, it'll be from 6.30 to 8 p.m. It'll be here and online. So we're gonna do it the same way we do for our Sunday services. And then next week, we also start up our second Tai Chi class. That is a six-week class that is progressive. But last, um, the last class I took with him last, um, I guess it was starting in July to August. It was a pretty good class. So I'm going to take it again. It's a beginner's class, but it is progressive every week. So I suggested you go ahead and come every week. It is $30 for the whole six-week class, which is pretty good. It's only $5 a week. So if you're free on Thursday evening, join me so we can get our Tai Chi on. <laughs> and then the next women's group meeting will resume on Sunday, September 12th. We're gonna have a speaker who is Angela Walsh. She is a holistic health wellness coach and I'm excited to see what she's gonna be speaking on. The next critical conversations Zoom meeting will be, oh, that women's group will be a Zoom as well. The next critical conversation Zoom meeting will be on Monday, September 13th. That will be from seven to 8.30. I'm really excited about getting started again. We've been doing this as a way of doing our part to heal the, conscious, the racial consciousness in the United States by getting closer to alignment in our own church. And so I thank you all who've been participating and those of you who will join us when we restart. The next Zoom online class is The Universe is Calling. It begins on Tuesday, September 14th, goes through November 2nd. Um, it will be on uh, Tuesdays, every Tuesday from 6.30 to 8.45. And this is a pretty deep Class, we're going to delve into a deeper understanding of prayer, understanding God consciousness, and interpersonal communication, and also spiritual living. So it's going to be a lot packed into that class, that eight-week class. And I'm excited to, to go along this spiritual journey with those of you who sign up. In order to sign up for the class, just email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. And you do need to purchase the book, which is The Universe is Calling. Some of us have it already because you've already uh, read the book. Some of us may have two of them. <laughs> and um, you can purchase it on smile.amazon.com. Our next Friday, well, uh, Zoom family trivia game night is going to be on Saturday, September 25th. And my husband and I are the reigning champs. Thank you very much. We're the Avengers. And I'm hoping we can still, <laughs> I'm bragging. My dad used to say, don't let your alligator mouth overload your hummingbird tails. <laughs> so I probably need my lips. <laughs> and then we're going to have a friends and family worship on Sunday, September 26th. So I encourage you all to invite your friends to come feel, enjoy, and experience the love of Unity of Farmington Hills in person or online. So, you know, and, and if you have them join online, have them check in so we can welcome them. And then we also are still needing volunteers for our youth ministry, for our tech team, community outreach, and our platform assistance. And also for transportation. Now, if you wanna sign up to be a volunteer, all you have to do is go on the website and click on that link. But if you wanna sign up to do transportation assistance, please email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. We still have someone who needs uh, to be picked up for on Sundays who lives in uh, Sterling Heights. That's Mound Road and uh, M59, I think it is. I can't remember, but it's on the east side of Detroit. Uh, no, east side. So if you are able to pick, uh, you know, help out, please let me know because I'd love to be able. We have uh, Debbie does that for Anita. Thank you, Dr. Debbie, for doing that. And then um, Barry does that as well for Lynette. So we have each, uh, we're doing this. And then Donna and D Dennis are helping out with Olitha. So look at what we're doing. Isn't it awesome? Let's give a hand. And my dream is coming true on us, not, on us being outreach and love to each other and in the world. So I'm excited about that. So for more information regarding our activities, our classes, our groups, our events, and also to look at our Veterans Outreach page, which is a powerful page set up by Charmaine, actually Sergeant Charmaine Pearson, and Rhonda's part of that, 
and Dennis is part of that, and Faith is a part of that. I'm loving how we are doing what we can for those people who have served our country. Thank you for it. Let's give a hand for that, too. Thank you. And not only those who were giving a hand to those who served our country, those who have served our country, like Rhonda and Charmaine, are giving back to the community as well. Thank you for that. I'm excited about that. I went online and was like, oh my gosh, look at all these people. If you want to sign up for uh, the DoorDash, I mean the Next Door page that we have, that we've set up, it was a per perfect idea by Dennis. If you have anything that you want to give away to anyone in the Unity, in the Unity of Farmington Hills community or in the neighborhood, Charmaine, um, Angela, Charmaine's wife, has set up a Next Door page for us, and that will be on our website as well. So for all that information, you can go to unityfh.com. To become a member of our beautiful spiritual community or to renew your membership, when you go to the home page, scroll down to the bottom of the page, just like what you see here, and then you can fill out that form. No, go to About Us. When you go to About Us, it'll open up the membership form, and that is how you, will, you can sign up. But if you want the email blast, go down to the bottom of the home page. I'm mixing my husband up. He's like, will you stop twisting it up? <laughs> I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> and we went over it, too, but I'm excited today. God's got some stuff going on. Now, if you would like to schedule an appointment to talk to me or pray with me, feel free to email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com, or you can call me at 248-737-9191. I am here for you all, and I'm also available after my office hours. My office hours are Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Wednesdays from 5 p.m., I mean 10 p.m., 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So Tuesdays, 10 a.m. to 11, I just look at the scrap, to 4 p.m. and Wednesdays from, oh, that says 12 to 6, but it's not 12 to 6. It is from... 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Wednesdays. I got to fix that slide. So you can see I came back well relaxed, right? My mind is all somewhere else. I want to be back on the beach. <laughs> but I am here. Some of you have uh, experienced me working with you after office hours. So if you, oh, hey there, my sister-in-law just walked in. She doesn't like being embarrassed, but I do that to folks. So if you're coming in, you got to wear something else besides a mask where I can still see your eyes. Okay, and then also, you can put your prayer request in the prayer request box outside the sanctuary, or you can email prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. And then what we do is we send your prayer request to Silent Unity so that they can be prayed over for another 30 days. I want to thank our prayer chaplains, Roxanne Berry and Eileen Lindbergh, for this, your sacred service to our spiritual community. Eventually, they will be, pray, be available to pray with you after, after service, but right now, what they're doing is holding the service. They're taking turns holding the service in sacred in um, a sacred space. So let's give them a hand too, because I really appreciate what you do. And it is a stretch to be a prayer chaplain. I promise you, it, you get nervous, but God moves you forward. And they have both. Are, they are some powerful prayer chaplains. So thank you, Roxanne, and thank you, Eileen. I know you're probably watching. Well, this concludes our announcements for today, thank God, because I'm tumbling over everything. <laughs> now, as we listen to our music team sing Surely to Presence, let yourselves open up for today to hear the daily word and to move into a brief opening meditative prayer. Glory on you. 
the daily word for today, Sunday, August 29th, 2021, is awareness. The world feels new as I grow in awareness. Let me affirm that again. The world feels new as I grow in awareness. And the message reads, spending time in, a, in mindful contemplation increases my awareness of my surroundings. As I concentrate and focus my attention, I shut out distractions and settle my unquiet mind. My world begins to feel brighter, vibrant, and more alive as I notice the soft sounds and minute textures and colors I overlooked before. Spending time in prayer increases my awareness of God's goodness, which I share with others when I am patient and kind, generous and forgiving. This goodness returns to me as kindness and gentleness in the people I meet and in ease and grace in all the places I go. The world has not changed, but I have. My awareness of God in and as my life has opened my eyes and ears, my mind and my heart. And the scripture for today comes from Psalm 119, verse 18, and it reads, Open my eyes so that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Let's gently close our eyes and take a deep breath. And just let your consciousness float right down into the center of your chest, which is your heart center. Tuning in to a beautiful space of quietness and peace. Knowing that as you tune into that beautiful space of quiet and peace, you are tuning into your higher self, the Holy Spirit within you. And God, as we tune into the Holy Spirit within us, which is your way of sharing your law, your word, your guidance with us. We release all the hustle and bustle of this day. We let your will be manifest in us right now. We let our mind calm down and open up to hear the message deeply, to receive it so fully that we are guided into being the manifestation of it in this world the same way our big brother, your son, Jesus, did as well. We thank you for that example that you've given us in Jesus. As we move and breathe and have our being in you, we open ourselves up to move and breathe and have our being in you more deeply. That not only do we feel your presence, we freely express your presence to each other. And as we take another deep breath, we center ourselves just for a brief moment in your peace. And as we let it root deeply inside of us, which is really it already is, as we let our consciousness become just as deeply rooted in it as it is in us, as your essence is in us, we move and breathe and have our being more freely as an expression of love. Thank you, God, for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what. And so it is. Amen. And now you can gently open your eyes. And so now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, 
and perfect substance. And let's go ahead and affirm our U of H growth affirmation as well. And when you affirm it, see this church filling up just like you're affirming this. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. And now we'll have our first special song, and I'll be back with the message. Is anybody still struggling to find that perfect place, the perfect relationship, the perfect job? Can you imagine if, what if you didn't need to do that anymore? So this song is kind of an extension of our statement of being. chasing anything what do I do if I've got everything that I need it's a question that no one's prepared me to answer where do I go if I'm right where I'm supposed to be where do I go if wherever I am I am home it's a question I'm presently wanting to answer. If the usual way doesn't work for me now, there's a void I know nothing about. What if the race is over and we all automatically win? Long before it even began 
And I don't know how you guys feel because I'm either crying or grinning at you. <laughs> when you look at me, I'm either sitting there like, yeah, or ooh. <laughs> oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Like I said, it feels so good to be back with you guys. I, you know, yeah. When you absolutely love what you're doing, it's a good feeling. And then when you go on vacation, your mind, you know, you're free in your mind and everything, but you're still uh, missing where you, you know, you're missing your heart. You guys are part of my heart. It just, I was missing it. Howard's like, we're on vacation. Why do you keep talking about it? <laughs> but then he's talking about it too, so it's, it's in both of our hearts. So we missed you all. But like I said, I knew you were in good hands with Reverend Bonnie, and I knew she was in good hands with you all. So, yeah. And Faith, thank you, thank you for singing that song. Faith is in there. You, I miss your voice. I'm so glad you found a way to be up here and singing. Aren't you guys glad she's sharing her voice with us again? And you know what? Faith is an unsung hero because even though she wasn't singing with the music team during the COVID experience when we were out of the church, she was creating, as she always does, the slides, and she keeps up Facebook, and she keeps me up to date, too. <laughs> so I want to say thank you to you. I want to say thank you to our music team for keeping us upbeat and going throughout the COVID experience. It's amazing to have that musical, spiritual energy and music team as our uh, music ministry. You guys were a ministry, so thank you. Let's give them a hand, too. And then Matthew has been running this church with me, and um, we have, uh, he's been doing a lot of things behind the scenes, too. A lot of touch-ups, a lot of changes, a lot of disinfecting. He is on the ball with cleaning up and disinfecting. He even went and got certified to make sure this church was COVID-ready. Let's give him a hand, too. And I also want to thank the board because you all, those of you who are part of the board, and that includes uh, Roxanne, who's our uh, keeper of the flame. Our, what did I say right? Keeper of the flame. Um, you guys helped me make the best choices. It was our, for all of you, we labored on the decision to come back. We wanted to make sure we did it right, and we let God guide us so that we can be here. So I want to have the perfect timing on when to be here and also to go back to ma mandatory masking because we wanted to keep everybody safe. When you lose a member of your flock, like we did with Jeanette, Jeanette Forrest uh, Morris, was that her last? Forrest Morris, it touches you deeply, and we were moved by that. It rocked us. So thank you to the board as well for helping me. I, just, I haven't uh, specifically, I don't think I've thanked you all since we've gotten into the, back into the church. So I didn't want another Sunday to go by without letting you all know that I appreciate your support. And for all of you members who are still here, who have been participating in the Sunday services, and even when you miss it, have been watching them afterwards and have been supporting me. And I know you've been keeping the prayer, the church prayed up, because we've been growing and we've been thriving during this. So thank you to all. Give yourselves a hand, too. So now that we've gotten that out the way, I want to uh, tell a quick joke that I heard, and I'm probably going to be reusing it today. So just letting God. I was waiting to get a joke, but God didn't guide me to one, except this one that I heard, and it's a refresh. You've heard me say it before, but it was this guy who was walking along on the side of a cliff. He was um, doing, he was um, hiking, 
and he fell off the side of a cliff, and he was hanging on to the branch, and he was yelling, help, help, somebody help me. And all of a sudden, his thunderous voice came down, hello, James, I'm here for you. And he goes, who is this? He says, I'm your God. And James goes, oh, my God, I will do whatever it is you want. I will do, I will repent, I'll repent, just get me off of this, get me off of this cliff. And God says, hold on, hold on, let's get you situated first, and then we'll handle that. He says, okay. And so God tells James, do you trust me? And James says, yes. And God says, let go of the branch. And James thinks about it. He says, what'd you say? (laughs) Say what? Come again. And God says, let go of the branch. And James thinks about it for a minute. And he goes, help, help. Is there anyone else up there? I thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) So you might hear me recycling some jokes that really made me laugh in the past. So this week concludes our study on the Beatitudes. These last set, the last past seven weeks, we've been talking and going deeply into the Beatitudes, which are the beginning of the most famous, the most powerful, the greatest sermon ever told by the greatest preacher ever who has ever preached, Jesus our way show, our big brother. And the Sermon on the Mount is powerful because it sums up Jesus' ministry. And he took the time to sum it up to where it takes up chapters 5, 6, and 7 in the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew. And so we've been going through every week the first two uh, scriptures of Matthew chapter 5, because when you read the first two scriptures of Matthew chapter 5, it says, one day as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. And the reason why we've been going over these two scriptures every single time we go into the next beatitude is because there's a deep spiritual meaning that is and that is embedded in these scriptures that I want us to continue to use as we go into the Beatitudes. Now, when Jesus goes up on the mountainside as he sees the crowds gathering, what the crowds gathering represents is those thoughts that flood your mind when you're worrying, when you're concerned, when you're upset, and even in the moments when you're figuring out your situation and you're in a good place, what would seem like a good place in your life. Jesus moves up onto the mountainside. It says he went up on the mountainside and sat down, which means that you detach yourself from what's going on in your life and you see it from a higher perspective. Because before you can go into understanding even scripture, understanding a sermon, understanding a talk, understanding your circumstance from a higher perspective, you have to shift your consciousness to a higher perspective. So that's why Jesus, in this, the the spiritual meaning of him going up on the mountainside represents moving to a higher way of seeing it, shifting to a higher state of consciousness, looking at it through the truth, not the facts of your circumstance, the truth of your circumstance. Because the truth is the facts will change, but the truth never changes. So you root yourself. He sat down in it. You root yourself in it. And then it said the disciples gathered around him which means those parts of your consciousness, those major parts of your consciousness, we in unity know that the 12 disciples represent 12 powerful facets of consciousness that we use to step more deeply in your own expression of God, your own Christ self, where the Holy Spirit works through you easily and effortlessly, where you drop your filters. And so each one of those disciples represents a powerful facet in your consciousness that stands up and takes notice and conspires to co-create what it is that you're rooting yourself in. Does that make sense? And then it says he began to speak. In other versions, it says he opened his mouth and began to speak. Opening your mouth. I would hit this, wouldn't I, right off my ear. Opening your mouth. Your mouth is your, the power your power center. It's your dominion. When you speak forth those things, whatever you are speaking forth, even the frivolous things that you're not paying attention to what you're saying, by thought you co-create with God because every thought held in mind is an invisible prayer, quiet prayer. Every verbal word that comes out of your mouth is a visible, a verbal prayer. It vibration goes out into the world 
and the Holy Spirit creates it and brings it to you. So it's important that your words align with the spiritual truth that you want to create in this world. So before Jesus even went into his sermon to demonstrate what his ministry was going to be, he shifted himself. He moved himself away from the energy of all the thoughts of the people around him because those people were feeling oppressed. Those people were wanting a change. Those people were poor and going through different experiences of struggles, and he wanted to shift himself and detach himself from their experiences so that he could come from a space of the rooted truth in God that he wanted to express when he demonstrated and, and preached his sermon on what his ministry was about. And so right now we're going to demonstrate these two scriptures. So I want you, oh, there's a little bug on the floor. Let me ease back this way. I'm afraid of bugs. <laughs> I will bless you from a distance. And that's limiting my range of motion. Okay, so let us take a deep breath and gently close your eyes and just let your consciousness float down into your heart center. Take another deep breath. And affirm, I release my human understanding. I accept the spiritual understanding of God. And take another deep breath. And say, so it is. Amen. Now what you do is when you take, the reason why we close our eyes is because you shut, you go into the, when you close your eyes, you shut down from seeing the visible world. And when you take a deep breath and center in your heart, you walk into your closet, the subconscious of your mind. That's what Jesus meant when he said, go into your closet and shut the door. You go in and you sit in the consciousness of your feeling and your connection and your awareness of God. And the moment you do this, you shift from the human experience into the spiritual knowing. Does that make sense? Yes? No? Okay. <laughs> so now we can move into the last beatitude. And this one is kind of mixed. I was going to separate it. I was walking up on the Oh, no, it's not. It looks like a little cricket or something over there. Uh, Jiminy's, uh, Jiminy the Cricket decided to join us. Um, so this one is in Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. My hero. <laughs> That's what Howard always does for me. Okay, Matthew chapter 5, verse 10. And I'm going to read down to actually 12 because I'm realizing these two sections um, are connected. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And in verse 11, God blesses you when people mock you and per uh, per persecute you lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Really? Be happy about it? Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were persecuted the same way. Now, when I read this the first time that I read this before, I'm like, how am I going to be happy <laughs> if somebody's persecuted me? And remember, He's talking to these Jewish people, these Hebrew people who are being oppressed by the Romans and he's telling and being persecuted by the Romans and he's telling them to be of good cheer, be happy and be glad about it for yours is the kingdom of heaven. And he they're looking at him like, "Are you crazy? For real?" Because for them, as they were looking at the Old Testament and living according to the Old Testament, they're thinking that the Messiah was going to come in and rally the troops, even the Because in their Scriptures, they had read about how God used a small army to conquer a large army. So they're thinking this Messiah is going to come in on a horse, which he came in on a little donkey, and he and that he was going to come in and rally the troops and help them to oppress, to uh, move to a revolution and overcome the Romans. But Jesus drops some bombs on them that shatters that consciousness. They're thinking that Jesus is talking. Oh, he's going to tell us what to do, and Jesus is telling us what to be. You cannot move into a, st a state of understanding anything unless you move into the state of being the consciousness of Now, they're thinking that something physical is going to happen and that they're going to move and they're going to conquer everything and there's going to be a revolution on the outer. Jesus is not even talking about the outer. So when he's talking about those who are 
persecuting us. You can think about in this world people who may be persecuted, even in the United States. Just bring to mind some people who you might think can be being persecuted right now. Any ideas, any thoughts in your mind? People being persecuted for the color of their skin. People being persecuted for the people who they fall in love with. People being persecuted for interracial relationships. People being persecuted for being a woman. People being persecuted for having a relationship with the same sex. All of these ways that we are being persecuted and Jesus is telling us to be glad, to be happy. Seriously? Because the same truth in here that was for the, Rome, the, the Hebrews back then when they were oppressed by the Romans is the same truth that we are dealing with even now. We, not be, we may not be oppressed by the Romans, but somewhere in our lives we're oppressed. Somewhere. And Jesus is going to the most powerful way, place. That's in your mind. He's not talking about a revolution of an army of people conquering other people. He's talking about a revolution of revelation in your mind. Shifting the way you see things. What happens is when you go through these beatitudes, the first beatitude, poor in spirit. And even this first beatitude gives you the same blessing as the last beatitude. And it says, yours is the kingdom of heaven. The first beatitude is you release being self-sufficient. And being poor in spirit means I realize that of myself, I am nothing. I need God. And I empty myself from all acts of trying to do this on my own. And I open myself up to be spiritually filled or actually spiritually unrevealed un, uh, because you're already full. But until you release what you think you know and open up to what you do know, what you are, you will always be poor. You will always be poor. But the moment you let go and, and step into your need for God, you have accepted the essence of everything that is in creation that is you. You're one with God. Your mind opens up to that consciousness of God, the divine mind of God. You get guided by God, and then you move into mourning. And last time we talked about mourning, we were talking about the grieving you go through when you're struggling from maybe a loss of a person in your life or a loss of a circumstance in your life or a difficulty in your life. But I'm also realizing that when you're going through those times that you remember God, that the blessing is you'll be comforted. Because it says, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. But it's only God blesses you only well, consciously, you become aware of it because God is always blessing us. When we seek God, when we remember God in every situation. And then the next one was that those who are humble shall inherit the whole earth. Meaning that when you let go of taking, trying to uh, take control outwardly, and you take control over your mind and over your perseverance, and you align yourself with God, you open up to your true purpose, your inherited world, the beautiful spirit inside of you that the Holy Spirit will guide you into, not the adopted world of all of those thoughts, all of those beliefs, all of those ways of seeing yourself that you got from outside of yourself. You step into seeing yourself through the eyes of God, and you, step through, and you go into guide, being guided by the eyes of God. And then you move into hungering and thirsting for God. I promise you that the moment I acknowledge God on June 14th, 2003, and I told God that you, no, I will put no other man before you. That was when I was stepping into my need, that I'll put no other man before you. And if I ever do, I give you permission to take that person out of the way, even if it's me. When you hunger and thirst that deeply, you will have moments of persecution because you move in a space of doing right. And when you, do, when you move in a space of doing right, there are going to be people in your life who will come against you and persecute you somehow. Lies, somehow, uh, whatever this is, this is saying, um, lies against you, all sorts of evil thoughts against you. And evil, remember, is the word live, L-I-V-E, backwards. So when you're living backwards, you're living in expression of evil. Let me ask you a question. Did you ever have any moments of persecution during the election? And... During this COVID experience, you're standing in your truth and doing what you think is right. 
Have you had any moments of someone persecuting you or coming up against you because you're doing what's right? Anybody? And not even now. Those are just, it, it, those are just experiences that we're having right now created an uproar, uproar and a big divide, quote, so quote unquote, in the United States. But what about in your life? Have you ever been persecuted for doing what you feel is the right thing in your life? Am I the only one? Do you ever persecute yourself when you're doing right? Let me tell you how we persecute ourselves when we're doing right. When thoughts of doubt creep up in your mind, you're persecuting yourself. When you move into a space of unbelief, you're persecuting yourself. You're speaking wrong about yourself. You're speaking evil about yourself. When you step in a place of worry, insecurity, and concern about your circumstances, you're persecuting yourself. Jesus is not talking about people against you. Jesus is talking about you against you. Jesus is talking about me against me. The moment that we go against ourselves in our own mind. When you're going along and you know the flow and you start to get nervous because it starts to feel too right, and you're wondering when is this other shoe going to drop? You ever have those moments? You're persecuting yourself. Anytime you are out of alignment with the harmony of peace within your own mind, you are persecuting yourself. And God is using Jesus in these scriptures to put us through a spiritual revolution in our own mind, through revelation of who you are, through moving into an idea of who really am I in the eyes of God and who really am I here to create, create it to be. And am I willing to be it? Seriously. Are we seriously willing to take responsibility for our own thoughts and not say somebody made us upset? Are we seriously, are we seriously ready to take care, take authority and responsibility of our own situation, our own circumstances, and the truth of the situation where we don't start complaining about things? Because if you're complaining, you're persecuting. If you have any type of turmoil going on inside of you, you're persecuting. But it's beautiful that that's happening. It is beautiful that that's happening because that which is in the subconscious mind is uprooting itself for you to know what to say on yourself and pray on yourself to align yourself and bring yourself up into the, uh, the, imagine, the, uh, the truth of who you are in Christ. So when you have those times of worry, concern, doubt, disunbelief, and fear, false evidence appearing real, celebrate and ask God to show you the truth. Remember what we just did before we started this talk, before we went into this beatitude, we quieted ourselves down. We stepped back by going into our heart. And then we told the truth, we had a decrease in the human understanding and we opened up to spiritual understanding. That's all you have to do. Find your way and revelation will come. And through that revelation, spiritual revolution will come. You don't need anybody to fight for you. God is here to do that in and through you. Amen? Amen? Are you ready for your own spiritual revolution? Yeah. I am ready to realize the truth of God. Together? Now let me tell you the most powerful way to do this. And it is always so simple. Love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. And love God as you do, as, and love your neighbor as you do yourself. That means you got to make God the best friend it ever has been in your life. You got to go deeper than deep. And even if you are already deep, I promise you, because you are fully spirit and fully human, you can take that human even deeper. There was always room to go. There's always ways to grow. God is always flowing in you. Tap into it, tune into it, and let God reveal to you who you are, whose you are, and what you're here to do. You're here to be heaven on earth. You're here to love, and you're here to be loved, but not from people outside of you. You're here to be loved by God, through God, and in God, and to be that expression to God, to each other in this world. And out of that, you will reap it in your life. I am ready for a spiritual revolution. Together? I'm ready for a spiritual revolution. And I'm using spiritual revelation. Together? Oh, I guess I didn't say it powerful enough yet. And I'm living spiritual. Let's do that again. Lord, we affirm, we affirm. 
I'm going to say it again. And I am living spiritual revelation together. Yeah, let the voice be your authority and speak into it. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Woo! Y'all were a tough crowd. I'm just joking. <laughs> we're going to have our second spiritual song, uh, music. We've kind of hit a theme over the past couple of weeks, going real old school with a lot of what we're doing and really crossing a lot of genres. Uh, and uh, this is an excellent song. I think you will remember that uh, Carl has brought to us and uh, let us enjoy.
Holy Spirit. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited. I'm charged. What are we supposed to do next? Oh, the love offering. That's what we're supposed to do, the love offering. Okay, so just bring to mind what you feel led to give to Unity of Farmington today as your donation. And gently close your eyes and take a deep breath. And I know I have us do that a lot, but that's how we center in unity. Because when you take that deep breath, you acknowledge the holy presence of God in you, that you're breathing it in. And that's how we were given life, through the breath of God. So let's take another deep breath. And then we can go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. It's on the screen. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God, and amen. And for we do suggest that you go ahead and give online to Unity of Farmington Hills, and you can click on the donate button at Unity of Farmington Hills, and you can give through credit card, PayPal, uh, or debit card. If you do want to send in your payment, your, I mean payment, your love offering. I am so high. <laughs> Oh, Spirit, if you want to send in your love offer, you can mail your checks to Unity of Farmington Hills. Send it to 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. <laughs> I saw you do that last week. <laughs> I said I'm rubbing off on them. <laughs> and then the angel fund. We still have our angel fund. If you'd like to give to our angel fund, which is the benevolent fund we created at Unity of Farmington Hills to help anyone who is at Unity of Farmington Hills going through financial um, situations and stress, you can go to the link, link on the website again, but when you open up Donate, click on Angel Fund, and you can give the same ways that you give to Unity of Farmington Hills with your regular donations. And I want to thank all of you who have been contributing. We have been having people contributing, and we have been having people who have used the um, Angel Fund. So it feels good to be able to give back to those in our spiritual community as we're giving out to the world, the, the community in the world. So I think I covered everything. Oh. There will be an usher waiting outside if you have your donations here, and you can drop them in the, um, the donation bag that will be waiting for you. Let us stand up so we can do our virtual prayer circle. You can stay right where you are. Bring to mind the person who you feel needs prayer that we're praying with. We're not praying for them. We're going to pray with them that what they're praying, that what they need and want is theirs. And uh, go ahead and call those names out. Ashley Jackson, Dion Jackson, Rosie, me. Um, and as God, as you hear these names come out, we know that every single name that's being called out and those of us who are calling them out, we're calling them out because you have touched our hearts to be the one to stand in the gap for them. And so as we pray, we pray with the gratitude and the knowing that every single situation that's connected to every single name that's connected to every single heart that's been called into this prayer circle is already manifested right now. You are working in their, way, their lives in your mighty way, in your mighty timing, and in your divine order. And we thank you for that, God. And we acknowledge your blessing on this church, every single member of this church, everyone connected to this church, and also on the world. And for that, we are grateful. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray, thanking you for your love, your divine love that loves no matter what. Even when we're having our temper tantrums, you still love us. Thank you for that, God. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, let us uh, affirm our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and all is well. And now we're going to sing our peace song. And as we sing it, feel it, that what you're affirming is the truth.
coming out. I'll see you outside. We're going to do our brief fellowship. Woo! Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com slash donate.